Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Welcome back to another episode of More Happy Life with Andy Proctor. You guys, today is going to be an amazing episode with one of my favorite people in the whole world. His name is Jeff Harry. He is such a cool guy, such an amazing person. He He's worked with Google, Microsoft, Southwest Airlines, Adobe, the NFL, Amazon, and Facebook, helping their staff to infuse more play into the day-to-day. His play work has been featured on AJ+, Soul Pancake, the San Francisco Chronicle, and CNN. He is an amazing individual. He's super, super fun to be around. Obviously, he loves to play. <laughs> and he, uh, he and I were actually in the Certificate in Applied Positive Psychology program this last uh, year, and it was an amazing experience together and so obviously he's certified just like myself he's also certified in something that makes me laugh which is laughter yoga (laughs) so today we're going to talk about play with jeff and he is one of my favorite people like i said because he is such a playful and fun person at all times he's constantly thinking about what could we do to make this more fun how could you make your life more fun Uh, what can you do to play more often in your life and we talk about the transformational power of play with Jeff today so you guys this is probably one of the best episodes uh, that I've ever recorded and I just hope that you are able to really engage with this one and to not just listen to this but go out and do it go out and make this one a part of your life every single day no matter how old you are especially if you're an adult so without any further ado here is Jeff Harry all right Jeff thank you so much for being on the show with me man this is so awesome Ah, I'm loving this. So I love what you're doing in the realm of play. And I just want to start talking about like, why is play so important? What is so important about play? To reach the highest form of humankind, the only path to get there is through play. Mm. Like that's the, like, that's it right there. The essence of like who we are, you know, as like, you know, human beings is like right there. Like, you mm. know, someone is fully themselves right. when they're playing. When they're playing. They're, they are fully present in the moment. They're not thinking about the past. They're not thinking about the future. They're just living that moment. And if you think of any of best memories in your life, they're probably times when you were playing. Like, you're not taking any photos. You're not, like, trying to get it on Instagram. You're not... You're not documenting anything. You're just so fully there. And how I define play is not like, you know, it it has to be a certain activity. It's like whatever act, proactive act that brings you joy Mm. and brings you fully present in the moment. And that can be a, so that's why play could be so, could be something that's totally different for each person. Mm. You know, and someone's work might be considered play by someone else. Totally. 
Oh, for sure. That's so interesting though. And when I was a kid, I would just go out in the street and I would just like, you know, I would just have this crazy imagination and I'd get on my bike and I'd like invent this like other world and I'd like jump off of these like crazy in my head glaciers, but they were really just like street curbs and like, you know what I mean? And why why do you think, and, and, and with other kids too, like I would do the same thing and like, we would all of a sudden like merge our worlds together, you know? And why do we need permission to play now? You know, like, why is it that we need that? I think we've been told there's a certain way in which you're supposed to live. You know, mm. and there's a certain like race, like life's a race and you got to get this way and like you got to do it this way. And if you think about like all the schooling you went to and then afterwards, all of the jobs that you had and how you supposedly had to act a certain way. And we bought into this myth that we have to be serious adults and mm. that by being an adult, play can't be part of that. And that like happens in your teenage years where you're like, well, I'm too old for this. I'm too old to play with Lego. I'm too old to be play, to do pretend and all that other stuff. And you kind of like skirt it Mm. away and then you forget what it's like to get there. But you're also seeing now this resurgence coming back where like cosplay, for example, at Comic-Cons or people dressing up to for their Game of Thrones marathons. And like in the Bay Area, we have the big wheel race where grown adults mm. buy big wheels and go down this, the, one of the windiest streets in San Francisco. Like, so you now have people that are like, I don't need to be this serious adult. Like mm. that story is old yeah. and that has not benefited me. So there, so there's a resurgence back to like diving into the things that you really brought you joy, especially when you were a kid. That's really cool. I agree with that. I totally am a cosplayer, man. I was like, I was Newt Scamander actually for the Fantastic Beasts thing. And it was awesome. Anyway, so you, you also talked about how this is fascinating to me really, because we studied growth mindset, right? In our cap program. I've talked a little bit about that on here. People probably heard of it. It's kind of a buzz term. And, you know, you've, you've also talked about how, how play oriented mindset is kind of like growth mindset and how it creates this kind of peak moments that kind of birth aha moments for us yeah. and, and kind of breakthroughs. So how is it that play facilitates these, these breakthroughs for us? When I think of growth oriented mindset, it's this idea that I'm constantly learning, right? And I'm yeah. open to, you know, whatever happens, like I'm constantly growing. I see gro- uh, play oriented mindset as like, I'm doing that And I don't really care about failure. Like the Mm. whole point of when you're truly playing, it's not results oriented at all. And that's that's the moment, right? That's the moment when you let go of the result and you're fully present in the moment. That's when you get into that flow, you know, that flow Mm. that we like love to like, (laughs) right? Whether you got that high or that riders high or whatever you're for you're dancing high you get into this flow and this is yeah. where it's talking about like the highest form of you know humankind is created in the flow and in the play and mm. that's where the breakthroughs come out is because now all of a sudden you're like well i don't even know where like like let's say i'm writing and i'm like in the flow i don't even know where these ideas are coming from 
you know? Are they coming mm. from my head? Are they coming, you know, are they flowing in from me from somewhere else? Like, I don't know where it is, but I don't really care. I'm just going to let, let myself ride in it. And I was recently talking to a friend of mine who's like in Bali right now going surfing and like surfing such a really good analogy, you know, for life, mm. right? Yeah. It takes such a long time to get out to the waves, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe five minutes just to get out there only to ride this like wave for only a short period of time. But that short period of time, that could be like the best wave you've ever rode. Right. That's when you can't, you can't be, you're not thinking about like, you know, your 401k or your taxes or, you know, <laughs> or, or what's your next job or how's your family think of, you know, what you are doing or whether you should have a baby or not have a baby. You're just serving, dude. Like you're just like, <laughs> Like you're right there. You can't stop smiling. Like you don't see anyone on a surfboard that's like sad. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no fully there and they're literally in the flow. Like they're literally reading the waves Mm. and gliding just with the earth and just like fully connected um, with themselves and with like, like the earth which is super yeah. corny, but it's like, that's yeah. where the breakthroughs come. They're right there. And they're yeah. always there. We can simply just let ourselves like flow into them. You know? Yeah, totally. No, I love that. Like play-induced flow, which like is this kind of catalyst for, for creativity and aha moments. It's like so powerful. And I think I, I love what you were talking about with this, this concept of like our, our inner 10-year-old, right? Our inner like inner child. Yeah we just talked about why, but like, what's something that the listeners can just do right now to just like, just break through it right now and just start playing. Like what's a, like a simple thing that we can just like do to, to break into it. The best thing to first ask is like, what would my 10 year old self do right now? Mm, yeah. You know, like yeah. what would my 10 year? And then if you can't do it right now, what would my, t- what, what did I do at 10? that brought me so much joy. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so this thing brought me so, like I used to love creating games. Like I love doing that Mm. at 10 years old. I used to take all of our board games, you know, Clue, Monopoly, Life, Candyland, Shoots and Ladders, just combine them all together. And then I would have my sisters play the game where if they go through all of them, I mean, they hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was the best thing ever. I was like, this is just genius. I don't know why everyone doesn't do it. Games would take forever to get through. I created games. So yeah. now knowing that I did that at 10, well, what kind of games do I want to create now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about that and how it ties in with my job now where I like, I run team building events where I'm creating games for people. You know, I run these conference activations where we're creating games for people. You know, Mm. when I'm doing my coaching practice, we're like playing a game to figure out who they are. And like, because I have this belief that like we have all the answers that we need. We've always had all the answers that we need. And we simply need to spend enough time with our inner child to figure those out. And that means like taking the time to like, dive back in and try a bunch of things because you're not going to figure it out at first, but it's this idea of like the first time you play um, and you haven't played in a really long time, you're going to feel like super awkward. 
awkward. You'd be like, oh, is everyone judging me? So, how do I feel? Uh, I mean, I did this one talk once where I had everyone make like goofy faces and people are like, oh, I don't want to make a goofy face. I'm an adult. I'm a grown person. But once they saw <laughs> someone else with a goofy face, then they're like, oh, man, this is just like town. And they just went right back into their 10-year-old self, like right in it. So it's like, it's instant. You're, you know, your, your body remembers it. Like your, yeah. like your physical soul remembers it and is yeah. to get back there if you just allow it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was like, so like you can, you can, at least the people who are watching, you can see there's like this little trampoline over here. And I, I like every, almost every morning I get up and I just like dance on that thing. I just put in headphones and I, I, I give myself like, I say, okay, at least three songs. Right. And usually yeah. by like the second halfway through the second song, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm in this mode where like, I don't even care anymore. That's and, so interesting. I need to get a trampoline. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Because like you're doing this, right? Yeah. And then your body remembers like, oh yeah, when I was 10, this is what I did. <laughs> right. So Look at this. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just exactly. Like, and frankly, again, just like the trampoline, you don't have time to like get in your head and yeah. think about all the adult things that like are getting in our way. And right. if you think about it, since we were young, and this is not to like get on like a whole rant, but, but you constantly are surrounded either by media or people that are constantly telling you you're not enough. Mm. Yeah. And if you think about when you're playing and when you're a kid and you're just fully enjoying it, you believe you're enough. And I think as we start hearing like, don't do that, don't do that, you know, Oh, I, I heard once, oh, I think we heard it's in our class, like you hear 11,000 no's by the time you're 18. Like mm. if you're hearing that much of what not to do, then of course you're going to end up not wanting to do stuff because you don't want to make a mistake. Like don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to go in and I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to look stupid, you know, right. and then you're so scared of just like showing up in the world. And what like we love about watching like kids and how they are is like they just show up fully. Yeah. Like they're like, this is me and this is how I am, and I don't really care. And you're like, oh, I love <laughs> that. And you're like, how do I get more of that? And right. if you think about if you think about the adults that we really respect and admire, they have that same play-oriented mindset. They have totally. that same perspective of like, yeah. I don't really care what you have to say. I don't really care if you judge me or tell me, you know, because I know who I am and mm. this is how I'm going to show up. And you can take it or leave it because like, I don't really care about the results. I'm just here yeah. to create. And that's why I'm here. Well, it's like you said, uh, you said this a while back and this is something that's been super inspiring to me. Is, I think this is one of your latest uh, posts about you can you can own your you're gonna have to tell me here you can own your story or you can own who you are or chase your worth for the rest of your life or something yeah, what was it yes viola davis i saw yeah. her at a hr conference and you know viola davis has like had such a tough childhood and just mm. what she had to go through and that now she's like this award-winning actress but yeah. she's still like, she still claims where'd she come from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And her quote was like, you, you either claim who you are 
or you end up chasing your worth for the rest of your life. And mm. that whole quote of like, you end up chasing your worth is like, you end up trying to impress others and being like, is this enough for you? Do like, am I now enough? Because like, I have this great job, I'm making a certain amount of money, I have this good life, I look how many, look how many kids I have, look how successful my kids are. You're like constantly chasing your worth and you're, and you're trying yeah. to impress people that you don't even really care about, you know? Or you're trying to like live up to society standards and like, what does that even mean? Right. While the other option, which is probably scarier, but also really exciting is you claim who you are and you're like, this is what I think success looks like. This is what I think fulfillment looks like. I don't, I'm not, I don't think life is a race. Life's a dance. Life is like, you know, life is just an opportunity to like be fully present in the moment. And how am I doing as, how am I creating as many of those play amazing moments as possible as opposed to like, oh, I now feel like I have to impress someone else. And you can even tell when you're asking a question that's a claim who you are question and when it's a chase your worth question. Because the chase your worth questions are like, how much money did you make? What college did you go to? You know, um, you know, how are your kids doing? Like, like in that way of like measuring, it's always measuring, it's always transactional. Like you can feel yeah. it. While the claim who you are questions are like, how do I want to show up right now? Like, hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm feeling nervous, but I feel like I need to speak because I disagree at this meeting. Well, I might look really stupid, but what if I say something that's really awesome? You know, I just, you like, you've listened to yourself. And the example I give in my article is like, in fifth grade, I started writing toy companies and I was like, give me a job. That's my, give me a job. You know, that's me. That's solely me. But when I went into engineering and majored engineering, it was for my dad, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's just like, you have to just, you have to figure out for yourself, how do I want to show up and who do I want to be and claim that. And you have to claim that constantly, every mm. decision, every day, every hour. And it's hard, dude. And sometimes you, Sometimes I end up doing a ton of chase your worth type actions, but if as long as you can like do more that are for yourself and serving yourself and not serving just others, just the people please, yeah. then you start to like really gain a better understanding of like who you are. And frankly, that's the life journey right there, dude. It's just like, what am I doing here? How do I want to show up? I'm only here for a certain period of time. So I might as well make an impact and I, I might as well show up as myself as opposed yeah. to just doing what everyone else is doing. I love that idea of the claim who you are questions versus the chase your worth questions. Like that's huge. That's so, huge. so important, you know, as you're finding your purpose, as you're like determined, like as you're making decisions, as you're going through transitions, like all of that. I just all of that. I think people only think that that happens during like life moments, like where this is a crossroad moment, but yeah. I think it's happening like all the time, you know, do I want to spend time right now writing and maybe like come up with something really awesome, maybe start my book or do I want to binge watch on Netflix 
you know, <laughs> yeah. which also will maybe bring you some certain level of like, you know, happiness for a little bit of time, sure. but it's much scarier, but also much more exciting to do this other thing because right. you're now creating, you're creating something that didn't exist before, mm. you know, and you yeah. can do both. But like, I, I find, what is it? There is a creativity constipation that I go through when I in when I ingest so much good creativity from others, meaning like like if I'm watching all these shows and I'm reading all these books and I'm doing all this other stuff and it's coming in, I'm not creating a lot of stuff going out. Yeah. And I realize on the good days, the days that I feel like empowered, I'm creating more than I am consuming. So just being aware of that is a great way of even seeing like how am i playing today how am i showing up oh i'm i'm playing because i'm creating i think that's huge i i just watched a, a ted talk by amy blankson where she talks about you know the future of happiness and how she 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 says that 60 percent of the of the jobs of the future don't even exist right now this dude right? they don't even exist and so it, we're like in this age right now we think it's the age of information we're like exiting the age of information and we're yeah. entering the age of imagination right yeah. so like if we yeah. can't if we can't if we get stuck in these i love this term you use the creativity constipation <laughs> yeah yeah you know? And it's interesting because, you know, I'm going to be starting to speak at a lot of high schools and that's one of the key points that I'm going to share. It's just like Facebook didn't exist mm. when I graduated yeah. college. Right. Google just coming around. Like, like, like it blows my mind now that like Amazon was just selling books online and that was <laughs> it. And people were not thinking it was going to get bigger than books. And right. Barnes and Nobles was crushing it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, what are the new, how are you training for these new jobs if you're not going to embrace a growth-oriented, play-oriented mindset? Yeah. And instead be like, well, you know, maybe if, I, maybe if I do engineering or maybe if I do, you know, physics or, you know, some logical step is going to get you there. Right. And if you talk to anybody about how they got, to where they are now, it's this crazy squiggly line. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs says the dots always connect on the way way back, but not on the way there. Yeah. And everyone thinks it's this linear line of like, I'll do this job, um, and then I'll be successful, and then I'll be happy, and then it'll be all great. And instead, and then yeah, instead that cycle is depressing because you do all these things. You get to a point where you think you should be happy. Like I have enough money. I have enough, you know, my family's here. I have all this stuff. Look at all the stuff I have. Where's, <laughs> where's the happiness that's supposed to, where can I buy the happiness? I thought I could just buy it with all the money I have. And you're like, you realize it's not there. That linear line, you know, yeah. and everything that everyone's been telling you the whole time, um, you shouldn't listen to. Like I yeah. just... Like, this is crazy. I just saw Patton Oswalt do this. Uh, he was being interviewed, um, I think, by, like, Vanity about, like, creativity, right? Mm. Um, and how, like, how most people kill their creativity. And he was, he overheard a comedian being coached by somebody, some random person, maybe, like, a club owner. And that club owner was just like, yeah, when you, when you did this joke, Maybe you shouldn't do that joke. What you should do is what's popular right now 
are these types of jokes. And Patton like heard that he was like, that is gonna destroy that person's career. Mm -hmm. Because instead of them claiming their voice, right? Instead of claiming and figuring out what they wanna say on stage, they're instead pandering to the audience, assuming that they need to please the audience. Mm. And like, if you want to like figure out your niche, I don't even believe in niches. Just figure out who you are and how you want to show up with your business or your idea. And that's your niche, but it's not a niche. It's just you, you know, like you just mm. being you, like you being like, I'm enough as myself and I'm going to show up this way and I'm going to get paid for it. You know, like, yeah, you know, like Alan Watts says that, like, if you do, if you know you're doing something specific enough, somebody's going to pay you for it. If you like to climb trees, somebody at some point is going to be like, yo, I got this job that only you would want to do because you've invested your 10,000 hours or whatever that, you know, term is, you know, um, because you love it so much. And I think instead we're chasing our worth by chasing like, well, what, what did this person do? Should I go where that person goes? Like the mar- like the marathon analogy would be like, you're running in a marathon. You're like, well, should I run as fast as that person? No, that person's running their own race. Right. Like, like just do you dude, just yeah. do you. Like that's totally. the best advice I've ever heard. Just do you boo boo. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like just embrace you. You're yeah. good enough. You're enough. Yes. No. And you, and you're an awesome example of that, Jeff. You seriously, like you inspire me every time I like walk into the room where you are in the room, I'm just like inspired to just like, just be me. Right. And just uh, who cares? Like, who cares? Yeah. You may not see these people ever again. I mean, right. like I remember when I first started wearing this ridiculous bow tie, right. <laughs> yeah. I would wear it to conferences because I thought everyone was wearing a costume and like mm-hmm. being like, this is my adult self. And no pleasure to meet you. Here's my business right. card, and blah, blah, blah. And you know, how do, can we it work? You know, it's and it's costume. just it's all BS. This is all <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to wear this ridiculous bow tie to like make fun of the fact that we're all wearing yeah. costumes. In costumes anyways. And then when I wore it, then I would like, for some crazy reason, I would give people permission to nerd out with me. So they would come up and be like, oh, I love Lego, blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you like Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. I mean, after a while, it was just like this nerd magnet. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, with everybody else, you can be your serious professional self. But with me, just show up as you, dude. Like I'm wearing <laughs> this ridiculous bow tie. Totally. I'm already looking ridiculous. So anything you do is not probably going to be that out of the ordinary anyway you know right. and that's how i started to find my people because i'm like mm. oh what do you think of this conference yeah kind of boring too right yeah kind of boring too well let's make it more fun and we're going to do a bunch of nerdy things to make it more fun totally the power that you have when you show up as your like full self is so impactful it such has such a ripple effect totally and it's that whole quote of um don't ask the world what the world needs. Ask, ask yourself what makes you come alive. Yeah. Because what the world needs is for more people to come alive. No, that's so true, man. What the world needs is, is people who have come alive. I totally agree yeah. with that. And, and if you don't know what that is, then spend the time to explore it. You know? Like, yeah. 
That's the journey of life right there. What makes you come alive? Because think about it. We live in the first world where we have so many privileges that we could even spend that time thinking about that. Everyone else, is just, uh, so many other countries, Let's just survive. like cousins, they're just trying to survive, you yeah. know? They're just trying to like get food on the table and like keep a roof over their head. We have the luxury to like spend hours a day, like figuring out what we want and who we want to be and how we mm. want to show up. And instead yeah. we're going to choose to like binge watch, you know, like Narcos one more time. Like, and, and <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's me. I'm doing that. And I'm like, well, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing right now? Like, <laughs> like I'm not around for that long. I don't want to like end my life and be like, man, I've binge watched like five years of my life. <laughs> and if, to think what else I could have done with those other five years of just creating stuff. So right. like, that's why I have to like, and I'm, and when I'm saying this, I'm not saying this just for your audience. I'm saying it for myself. Like I got to keep reminding myself, like creative yeah. constipation, creative constipation, be careful, be careful, you know, totally create, create, enjoy, create. You're enough. You're enough. If you were to say right now, like, what is it that drives you? Like, what is your life? mission right now your purpose in life oh, right now let's get it into some good stuff <laughs> well i have this mantra that mira kelly oh she's so awesome mira kelly look her up told me that was really powerful she was just like figure out your mantra figure out the thing that you really really want and then repeat that to yourself five minutes a day five minutes a day and i remember repeating this thing this mantra for five minutes a day starting in like October hmm. and now we're in May and I'm like creating my, I launched my website. I got a bunch of speaking gigs that I never thought were possible. I'm putting together a play retreat. How'd that all happen? That happened because I was like repeating this mantra to myself. Yeah. And really like laying, like talking about positive psychology, right? Laying down new thought patterns in my head over the mm. old negative ones that like, I can do this. I can right. do this. And my mantra was, um, or is, is I'm confidently embracing my creator self and helping millions of people to rediscover who they are through play. I'm living a life full of abundance, curiosity, and love. And when I unleash my true playful self, I help free people's inner child so we can change the world for the better. Wow. And I would just say that to myself, like in the shower, while I'm running, just like while I'm typing stuff, just like super corny, weird stuff. But like, yeah. That, and I started, you know, I start believing that. And then the days when I do the mantra, I have good days. The days when I don't, mm. I don't. And it's just like meditation or anything else. Like, it's yeah. like constant, like, claim who you are struggle of like, am I going to listen to the outside world today? Right. Or I'm going to quiet all that noise, not go on social media, and instead, like, create from within. Yeah. Um, and I can't thank Mira Kelly enough for that because like that, it's crazy that something you're just saying to yourself for five minutes a day can have such an impact on the rest of your life, you know? I love that, man. I, that's so inspiring. It's like a verbal, oral vision board, you know? Yeah. And, and you're saying that vision board to yourself. And I think there's power in saying it like out loud. Out know? loud. Yep. 
Totally. Yeah. And then sharing it with other people. And now it's out in the world. Like, you know, like there's, it's amazing when, you know, like I just launched my website, right? Rediscover your play. Yeah. And it's amazing how as soon as I launched it, all of a sudden people started showing up. They were like, Hey, you should speak here. You should come to my retreat and do this. Oh, I've been wanting to get coached for a real long time. Can you help me out? And it was just like, whoa, all these, by simply showing up, yeah. and don't get me yeah. wrong, launching it, I'm also super nervous and be like, well, are people going to feel like, well, you know, are people going to reject it? Maybe they won't even care. Probably won't even care. Okay, I'll put it out there anyway. Like I'm having <laughs> all these doubts. Yeah. Because like, that's just the reality. It's not, I think a lot of times people think like, when you're showing up fully, you don't already have the doubts as well. But it's just like, you have both. You have the fear <laughs> and the excitement and like, what do you want to pick? You know, yeah. what part of your body do you, do you want to embrace that fear? Do you want to embrace the excitement? Your body can't tell the difference. Mm. So it's just like, what do you want to do with it? So, right. but when I put it out there and showed up fully, then other people started showing up. Mm. So it's like, it's fascinating, dude. How like It really is. It's just fascinating. Completely agree, man. I seriously, I feel like that's exactly what's been happening like in my life too. And it, it, it works. Like you just start doing it and then things, people start popping up, opportunities open up. Like it's amazing. It's crazy. What is some advice that you have for people who are listening right now who want to have a more happy life? They're just like desperate for a more happy life today. I think a lot of it has to do with first taking some time to like look back at what has brought you fulfillment in the past. And I use the word fulfillment and not just happy because happy fleeting, right? For sure. And it's just like, what brought me fulfillment? What brought me fulfillment when I was 10? What brought fulfillment when I was 18? Like, what are these, I, I, you know how people always talk about pain points. You got to focus on someone's pain points. You got to work on them company's pain points <laughs> yeah joy points man what about yeah. the joy points like mm. where are those times where like they're just some of your favorite memories and what were you doing during those times more yeah. of the joy point times i mean it's as simple as that well i get happy when i travel okay well then go travel well i can't travel right now okay well what are the aspects of travel that you love well i love the exploration part can you explore your city Go do that while I have kids. Yeah. Well, take your kids exploring. Like, figure out that. Then the yeah. other part that I think would be great is, like, that's the internal piece. And then there's the external piece of, like, of like find your play partners, right? Go ask your friends and your family, when have you seen me the happiest? When mm, have you seen me that. as my truest self, my full self? When have you seen that? And then when you hear that from enough people, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I didn't even remember I used to do that. I used to, like, love to play, I don't know, sports or something. I used to love to swim. I don't know why Mm. I totally forgot that I used to do that. Like, things will just start popping up, and then you just got to carve out the time to actually pursue those, you know, whatever that thing it may be. And I always love asking this question of, like, what is something that is most that's really exhilarating and also kind of scary that you want to do? 
What's that thing? What's <laughs> yeah. that answer? Ooh. Oh, I might want to go skydiving. Ooh, let's, what's that look like? Oh, I've always wanted to be on stage and speak. Ooh, let's do that. I've Ooh. always wanted to do improv. Ooh, I've always wanted to like write and share it with my friends or share it like as mm. a book. Ooh, what is that? Like, what's that exhilarating and scary thing? Because that is where like the good stuff is, right? Totally. That's where you're like, that's where you, you do something that you consider really amazing. And then you think, oh my gosh, if I can accomplish that, what else can I accomplish? And what's really interesting is I recently was like, I don't know why I was doing this, but I was going back into my emails from like 2011 and I was seeing some of the things that I was concerned about back then. And now I'm like, those are such petty things. So every time you're like worried about like, oh my gosh, it's such a crucial moment in your life. When you look back at it later on, you're like, why was I stressing out about that? Like, <laughs> like, in high, like if you think about your high school life now, you're like, oh my gosh, like what was I worried about? Oh, Samantha <laughs> didn't like me. Like, I don't even remember what Samantha looks like anymore. I don't even know if that's her real name. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. So take the risk and see what mm. may happen. Because like, what did Will Smith say? On the other side of fear is everything is all the answers, yeah. all the awesomeness, all the, like, all the abundance that you want is on like that opposite side of fear. But you gotta like, you gotta go there, you know? And I think a lot of times we play small because it's easier. It's easier for me to follow a linear line and like pursue certain job because that has been considered successful. Right. Just easier to do that. Yeah. It's not you. It's not who, what you really want. So what do you want to do? Do you want to claim who you are or do you want to chase your worth? Like, it's right mm. there. Oh, this I is love a it, man. conversation, man. I love it. I love it. So Jeff, tell, us, uh, tell the listeners where, where can they find you if they want to, if they want to follow your, your, your path, if they want to play more, if they want to get coached by you, whatever it is. Like, sure. where can they find you? So they can find me at rediscoveryourplay.com. Mm. Um, you can also, my handles on Twitter and Instagram are Jeff Harry Plays. That's J-E-F-F-H-A-R-R-Y Plays. And if you actually go to my website, I, I try to answer some of this stuff. I have this PDF that you can download on how you can rediscover your own play. Mm. And it asks a lot of the questions that we talked about of like, what did I do as a kid? What are some things I can talk to my friends about so I can figure out my play all over again? So there's like a bunch of different exercises you can do to like cultivate that again. Now I'm speaking about play and the importance of it. Yeah. Trying to help both people and companies to rediscover it for themselves. Mm. And then I also do positive psychology play coaching, which is like a combination of like my play background blended with the positive psychology stuff that we've been studying for quite some time and it's just so much fun yeah so it much fun so because the uh, because the coaching or at least i'm how i'm learning it is no advice no advice mm. as a coach you give no advice because the assumption is that they everyone has all the answers that they need and you are just there playing with them almost like a dance as you figure it out together because you uh, start off trying to tackle one issue like finance and by the end you realize it's something totally different that you mm -hmm. want to tackle 
Oh, good times, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. That was amazing. I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.